clink, clink. It's like shake and bake and get sloshed, my friends. <laughs> Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. Quiet, soothing Bob Galen. Just to start with, I'll get perky. Yeah, once we get you rolling. Yeah. So Metacasters, I'm a little bit sleep. I'm sleepless. I was in uh, San Diego for a couple days at a conference. It was a really good conference, I thought. Um, but uh, then I took a red eye back, and uh, I'm, I haven't gotten any much rest, so... Uh, so Josh is going to carry the load today, I think. I, <laughs> Josh is laughing because I always say that. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He knows me. He doesn't. Pay, yeah. It's like screw you, Bob. You're gonna. You're gonna talk more than me, no matter what, until you die. <laughs> so, um, so I'm a little slow this morning. My brain cells aren't clicking in unison. Uh, but we have a. I, I think we have a good topic, Josh. We were talking about. Do you want me to start? Yeah, fire away. So at, at the conference, I, 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 don't know, I don't want this to sound, it's going to sound really negative, and I don't want it to sound that way. It's uh, just the facts. But it, there was 250 people there. 200, it was a QA conference. It was STPCon in San Diego, uh, 250 people. So, uh, you know, not too big, not too small. Uh, but, and I taught a transitioning, I taught a half-day workshop uh, one day, Transitioning from traditional testing to agile testing. What's the mindset stuff? And then I did a keynote yesterday morning talking about the Three Pillars book. Mm-hmm. And uh, but a lot of people talked to me uh, along the way. Right. Not, not everyone, but I just got this tremendous sense that no one is doing agile right uh, or Scrum right. Yeah. And everyone is doing Scrum butt or, and suffering from Scrum or fall. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I just, I'm still stewing on it, Josh. I don't know what to. To do about it, so you know, I was I sent you a topic. You know, we're we're mulling around topics like Kanban versus Scrum, and I'm I, I don't know if it's a good topic, but people can't get Scrum right. Right. Yeah, and, and it's simple. Right. This this is not. A, you can smack me around if I'm wrong, but I look at Scrum as being relatively simple, and people are screwing the pooch on Scrum. It's just like, it. I I mean, this sample. I don't think anyone there. Oh, a couple, just a couple people, were 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 performing it relatively well. And I'm not coming at this from a purist point of view. Uh, you know, there's folks out there. They don't even like estimation. They're still, you know, 50% of the audience was still doing dev estimation plus QA estimation. Right. Like separating the points. 50%. Yeah. Wow. Like every, like like everyone was talking, you know, if they if they were even getting together in the same room, and and so I take it for granted that people know like what agile estimation is about, and it's just I, I don't know if we're starting the wrong place. What do you, so react to that? I'm rambling. What what do you think? That, take, take us in a better direction. That ties in very well with Richard, who's our scrum master here, has been trying to reach out to other Agile organizations in the triangle and just see how they're doing. And one of the things that he's been concerned and frustrated about, and the great thing about Richard, which is why I love having him on our team, is he's trying to do something about it, is yeah. he doesn't see, he sees what you're seeing. So he sees it out there and he's like, I, 
I don't feel like there's a whole lot of people for us to go learn from because we're doing it seemingly like we've been asked to, but similar to what you're seeing, there are people that are slapping the Agile label on everything that isn't Scrum. So he's been getting a little frustrated with the companies in our area, and he's trying to build a a Scrum Master focus group or something like that to get Scrum Masters together and have these discussions and hopefully try and drive change within our area because it might relate back to our Jump the Shark discussions. I, I don't, that yeah. everybody's trying to go Agile because it's the buzzword and an executive has, has said we should be Agile. But while it is simple... The mechanics of it are simple, but I believe execution is hard and requires tough decisions to be made. And sometimes making those tough decisions are difficult or it's too difficult for people to choose those choices. And that's where I see a lot of those things happening is you have to go into your existing dev and test org and say, hey, we are now one. We are building one product together. Well, and that's something I, I heard. So it's a good example of I heard way more separateness. You know, and it's 2015, for God's sakes. Right. We've been doing this stuff for 15 years. This is not two years or three years, I understand it. We've been writing this stuff, not just you, but everyone. So so good Agile is out there, uh, but, I mean, separate organizations, skewed sprints. You know, like there's a dev sprint and then there's a QA sprint yeah. and then there's a deployment sprint. And the feedback, they might get bug feedback, you know, like six weeks, say eight weeks later. Right. I, I try not to just burst, you know, so part of me in these discussions, I want to explode or part of me wants to cry or part of me wants to just start to laugh hilariously and say, what what the heck's going on? There, There's also that tone, I, I mean, I, it's is it leadership or is it the team? The other sense I got from the conference it's the teams that the teams are opting out of these practices. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying management is perfect. Right. You know, management is so agile. You know, folks moving traditional managers moving to agile management have always been a challenge. But I have. I don't feel like that's getting any better, or any worse. I think that challenge is equally represented in the developers and testers themselves. They've been they. In a transition, they were hired to work one way. Yeah. Now you're asking them to work in a different way, and with that comes increased transparency and a lot of other things that could be viewed as uncomfortable if you're used to working yep. by yourself on something for a certain amount of time and then coming back and then throwing it over the wall yep. and hearing yes or no at some point later. All of that interaction is shown or is shoved right in your face and yep. it happens right now right in front of you and for some folks that's just not comfortable that's not what they want to do that's not what they signed up for absolutely they like team leadership they like titles uh, are uh, some folks you know I've been doing this for 20 years I'm, a, I'm an architect I'm, right. I'm not going to give up my power to the team for whatever reason uh, I'm, t- I'm too old or I don't trust the team or that you know I know it, I know things and they don't so it's it, that's the other thing I was sensing. It was it was more on the team. I don't know if it's a jump the shark thing. I don't think it's in in many cases. I think folks are trying. You know, it's no one's telling them to go. I, maybe there's an honest effort to go agile, mm-hmm. but they're just blowing it for some reason. They don't know what it is. I I align with what Richard was saying. I like the idea of maybe getting scrum masters together. I've always felt that scrum masters are sort of in the trenches coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe getting a focus group 
uh, I don't know if that's a, I don't think that's a silver bullet, but that couldn't hurt. Well, that's that's. A I think way to it goes attack. back to something that we talked about as we turned the calendar over this year. We talked about things we wanted to do, and we even talked about getting back to basics and revisiting those things and talking through them because we are seeing so many companies and so many other teams and so many other people that we talk to where the foundation and the fundamentals are opted out of and um, trying to offer some support for those in the organization that are trying to put it in place that either haven't been there and haven't had a chance to do it or don't have someone helping lead that adoption because I think there are many places that are saying hey we're going agile and at Teradata and here at the dude they recognized hey we need somebody to help us make this happen right so at Teradata you and I were brought in here I was brought in and you were brought in as a coach to help so again I think those that um, can recognize that they need help to do it will have a higher chance of success but those companies where it's just like we're going agile figure it out, I think maybe they're yeah. shooting themselves in the foot. I don't know if you're seeing that out in the marketplace. Well, I saw this young, I was talking to this young lady at, a, at lunch, at a lunch table, and, and she was one of the better ones. She was a manager. She had just been promoted to software manager um, from some of the role. Um, she was leading the Agile effort. She, had a te- she was at a test conference, so I think she had a testing background, but now she was leading a software team. I felt like she had really good agile instincts, mm-hmm. and she was trying to help guide this organization, and it was sort of evolving. Um, but I sensed that she wasn't very prescriptive. Yeah, yeah, I, we've talked in the past. I think about you know is is agile coaching letting the teams figure everything out on their own and take forever to mature, right. or is it providing heavyweight guidance, or is it somewhere in between? I think it's somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. But she was leaning towards the. And I was sensing this in our discussion, you know, I'll just let the teams, do, they'll just discover their way. And I, I didn't burst her bubble so much, but I was like, you know, that's part of the problem. I think part of the problem is no one knows, yet like someone was arguing me at the, with me at the same table about doneness. It was like, well, well, you know, the team should, they should be able to pick and choose what, they should be able to opt, opt in or opt out of the doneness. And my jaw wanted to drop down, right? And I mean, totally opted. This so is, this they is, could choose which stories whatever, have to meet whatever the hell they want. That's oh, a, wow. and her and her argument was that's agile, and and I and I was and then you know she looked at me like I have three heads when I was saying you know there are some rules of the road, and it was like what yeah and it was right. a, and it's like no she was, she was you know pretty vehemently arguing. That you know the teams really need to sort this stuff out. They'll get by, and you know I, I might throw up here like little violins in the in in the wind, right? Oh, you know, or some some kumbaya music. But they need you don't want to disappoint the team. They need to feel like they have buy-in, that they're being heard. And I get all you know me. Yeah. I get all of that. But that doesn't mean we do whatever the hell. I'm working in a medical instruments company, and I get a, you know, I get to flip off on the doneness criteria and and release something that's going to kill someone. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. There, there's there's guardrails that need to be in place and should be in place, and often need reminders delivered to the teams of, hey, reminder. These are the things we're not going to budge on. And it's not optional. Right. And we're not going to discuss it. Right. You know, and, and I don't want you to hang. And please don't hang your head or use the, oh, that's unagile language. Right? Oh, right. that's not agile language and stuff. So I was I was getting a sense of this. The, the th- reason I sent Kanban to you this morning, and again, it's the red-eye flight 
so this is this is not even a fully undercooked idea but I'm wondering if scrum is so in my mind scrum is not too hard you with me but I'm wondering if it's too hard and I'm wondering if Kanban would be an easier way to introduce like to a brand new team uh, I want I wonder if Kanban would be better as a uh, as sort of an agile mindset you know growth tool or something like that what do you think it's so in my history with Kanban not too horribly deep I've always seen it brought in as a savior for struggling scrum teams I've seen that too I see that a lot and that's where I I have that bad taste in my mouth. And I have friends that have done it well. I know you've had some teams that have done it and used it well. And I think it makes sense for teams that have that unpredictable backlog. But for true software development... Well, that's what I'm talking about. I still feel like Scrum is the appropriate... The better place to start. ...place. And I've talked with some of the teams that I've led and coached that I think... Kanban could work well for a very mature team that has been together for years, is just knocking out sprints and just consistent. But I think that's still a a discussion point. But I've seen a whole lot of teams that are struggling at Scrum and they think Kanban will solve the problems when the removal of some of the rigor around the ceremonies and the cadence I think actually does harm to the team and enables more bad practices than good. Well I, I mean I you I think you know that I'm I'm aligned with what you say. I've for years I've looked at so Kanban works wonderfully in operations places, DevOps places, uh, interrupt driven help desk, IT support desk, those I beautifully in those cases and I get that. Um, we, we've done that here to do to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a beautiful sweet spot. Then there's Kanban for development, what I would call, you know, it's traditional software development. Whether it's maintenance, whether it's greenfield, doesn't matter. Software development, I've always opted to your point of, I think you have to earn it. You've heard me maybe say that. I've said that to teams. Mm-hmm. And you earn it by doing Scrum well, and then you move in. So it's almost a maturation process of Scrum on entry, get the maturity in Scrum, get your chops down in Scrum, and then at some point, and particularly from a product point of view, from a product ownership point of view, and then move to Kanban because mm-hmm. it's so because it's much more fluid. It's it's planless and things right. like it's flow based. So it's I don't view it as planless. I just view it as a continual plan. Well, it's not scheduled plan. It's plan as needed as things. So maybe required. I should start saying maybe like micro plan. So yeah. you're oh, pl- you're planning every little thing instead of having a planning event. Right. So. Another way of saying it, every story that enters the board, you're planning it basically. It's, you're, it's very right. finely, finely green. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It, you don't and like release planning. You would never do anything in this. You know, you and I have argued about the <laughs> the value of release planning. Right. But you would never do sprint planning, and you would never do release planning. You just do this micro planning all the, all the time. Right. Yeah. I but I've had that I've had that same view, but then I saw and I I know I'm probably exaggerating. But let's say I saw, you know, 100 organizations, and they all suck at Scrum. So, so I'm like, well, maybe that's not a good place to start. So I'm wondering if, if flow, like throwing up a Kanban board. Uh, so I'll give you a for instance, like working together. People are doing uh, Scrum, and there's no collaboration whatsoever. 
Uh, so I wonder if like whip limits would help them. Mm-hmm. And I know you could bring maybe whip limits into not can and I have done it. Yeah. You can bring whip limits into Scrum, but I'm wondering if like the flexibility of a Kanban board, uh, the dictatorship of having whip limits, and, and and I think that's where a lot of folks will. What I've seen is those Scrum teams that want to move to Kanban. They want all the good stuff, but not the hard stuff, right? So they don't want the the uh, ceremonies on a cadence they want to plan as needed but they don't want the whip limits right because then that makes them have to make tough tough choices so if you're going to do it i think you've got to do all of it you can't pick and choose all of what come on yeah yeah i would see and that's the other thing i mean you have definition of done so these teams so if you know every so every workflow in kanban has a dod on the on the column Mm -hmm. on the board so you can have a system level dod but there's literally like workflow. Like if you're if you have a dev column, you're going to have DOD on the dev column. If you have a QA column, you're going to have de- definition of done there. If you have analysis, you're going to have definition of done there. And I would argue that many scrum boards have that. It's just not documented. As no, well. but what I'm really saying is, I you know maybe these people don't know what. But that's a Kanban right. board. That's yeah. a default state. Yeah. So you you don't throw it out. I I don't know. I just saw a tremendous amount of immaturity. Uh, and, and folks arguing about tactics and not getting to the mindset. The other thing that I saw is no one, very few people are actually getting the value out of Agile. You know, if they're getting a, if they're getting a, you know, a, a leg up or a force multiplier, it's like a minor thing at best. So here they are going Agile, they're arguing it, they're, they're at least going through some motions, right. but they're getting very little return on investment for that. And, and that disappoints me as well. It's like, you know, if you're going to do something, do it well so that you get the ROI on it. Um, maybe Kanban is not it. I don't... I, my, my initial gut reaction was no because of the history that I have with it. But I've been thinking through that does it, does it force the interaction? The basics. That, that's what I'm thinking is right. not even so... It's not the stand-up or, or whatever. It's... Is it a better path to get your DNA starting to shift, right? So that you go to whole team. So would Kanban? That would be a good a good metric. Would Kanban be a better way to somehow show a team that working together as a team is better than working in silos, right? Uh, than Scrum is doing clearly. Now, from my point of view, they both should do. Yeah. Right. And they and and I like starting with Scrum, but clearly some folks are, you know, just sort of not getting it. Uh, I don't even know who's doing training out there. Do you know what? I mean, there are folks out there where trainers come in uh, or coaches. These organizations are having external trainers and external coaches, and they're having people, we've talked about this, people from outside other teams, other organizations will come in. Right. And so they have experience, but that doesn't seem to be helping so much. It, when they're left alone and and when they're on their own, teams just start Seeming, seemingly, they start deciding to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I've been seeing a, a an unsettling trend of teams that go and get certified Scrum Masters, and they get like four or five of them, and then they end up in the same spot as if they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hear things, and, and that's a, I mean, I hear things that's broken, and I say Scrum Master. So the, the stuff I hear, a lot of the stuff I hear that's broken, I'm like, well, that's a scrum master should be handling that, or or the product owner, right? Or the roles. Very very rarely is it the team, uh, and I'm not I'm not trying to put a burden. I'm not saying that it's the scrum master that makes the team do it, 
but folks talk about terrible retrospectives, for example. By road retrospectives, we don't do anything with it. Uh, we don't pick up anything where we pick up too much, we discuss too much, we discuss too little. Uh, we don't respect each other. The developers always have issues and they shout down the QA folks or whatever. So all this dysfunction, just in a retrospective. Mm -hmm. Well, I think to myself, well, you know, a good scrum master turns that into, turns that those lemons into lemonade right. from my perspective. So like, what are they doing? Are they sitting there smoking a cigarette? I mean, do they not know what their job is? And I'm not talking about excellence. I'm just talking about basic meeting facilitation right. from from that. And it doesn't seem to be happening. Of of the companies you talked to, how many actually had scrum masters? That's another that's another thing that so some have them, a lot of folks opt out. That's another that's another I think reason that I think about Kanban is it's a simpler cost of entry. And, and again, I'm not sold on it. Right. This is a discussion. But it's a simpler cost of entry because you don't need a scrum master. I think you need a coach, <laughs> personally. Yeah. But but you don't, it's not like on the bill of sale that if I go scrum, so if I buy scrum, you're supposed to buy scrum masters. So can I overlay, can I overlay Kanban is a lower cost of entry. I, I think you still may end up with the same problems because you need that, that I call them the Yoda or the shepherd yeah. that is reminding people of the Well, it's the, Richard, it's the Richard you right. have here. Right. And Richard is doing that. He's probably not perfect, but he's, he's at least, that's his role. And he's right. trying to... He knows it. He knows it well. Yeah. And he has no qualms, qualms about, about challenging the team. Right. About challenging the team, not personally... But on the on the quality of their practices, right. on their commitment to agility, right? I, I, I get it. I don't. I, I'm a little lost. I'm, I'm, which is rare for me. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I mean, we suck. It, it comes back to the jump the shark, ish thing. You know, we're the agile. The agile out in the world is it, it's not a pretty place. And there are some shining, you know, Spotify, and I'm not joking now, but right. there there are these shining places, right? uh, Salesforce, Spotify. They're not perfect, but, but they're, they're success stories, and there are success stories out there. Mm -hmm. But because it's becoming so pervasive as a methodology, and it is the pervasive methodology right now, right. There's the, 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 the suckometer is, <laughs> is, go, is going through the roof. It really is going through the roof. And... And I, I hope it's maybe just this conference. It's a good conference, but maybe it's just a, a really weird sampling of people or something. I don't know. So I had a similar feeling at a conference that you and I were at together in Las Vegas. Really? Last year where I just didn't... I, not, not to that extreme, but it seemed like there were some very serious basics that were missing. Um, I didn't walk away from it with the same feelings that you have, but just kind of scratching my head if something doesn't feel right maybe it's accelerated or maybe maybe like you said maybe it was just a different group of people well this is qa remember so these folks so so that is part of my sampling this is there at the end so scrummer falls alive and well right so these folks are getting a sort of a, a an extra negative view and they're likely at a conference to try and rectify some of the the problems they have clearly clearly so they're talking more about them they're amplifying, but it's still. But still, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be there's that. The, there's bad. a negative trend. I don't. I like what Richard's doing. I, I mean, from a Metacast perspective, we've always tried to turn whenever we've been pissing and moaning, 
you've brought us back to. Right. What can we do about it? Is right. there a toolkit we can do? I don't have an answer today because I'm, I'm jet-lagged and stuff, but I, I think there's a mission for you and I. But I think it goes back to what we talked about at the start of the year is maybe we need to stop glossing over the basics and really talk through, really provide some clarity on um, back back to the starter kit, right? We've done the starter kit. Maybe we need to revisit the starter kit or things like that to, if you're starting, here's the things you should do. Here's the things you must do. Here's the things you must never not do. It is, I agree with you. It is the basics. So it goes back to my comment when I, oh, the scrum master should do that. This should do that. Almost, almost 95% of my coaching brain when I'm listening to this stuff, it's all basics. It's it's like we're these are not complex problems. That's right. the other part of my frustration. Is this is you know God help you if you get to the hard shit. This is not the hard shit. These are the basics. This is like blocking, blocking and tackling. Right? No, I'm serious. It's like holy crap! You can't even do that, and you're in the game. Right. You, we we got to address that. So maybe it is going back to the the starter. Kit. It's probably been a couple of years since we've done that. So for folks that have come and joined us in the past year or so, as our listenership has spiked a little bit, um, it might be worth just revisiting that. And we'd likely have new learnings and and maybe be things adamant. to talk about. Are you ready to be adamant about it though? Yeah. I, I, I people need to freaking. It's, it's like if you're going to play a game. Play the damn game by the rules, at least in the beginning, and commit to it. That's what I'm. That's another reaction I have. Is everyone's a waffler? It's like they come in. I'm going to adopt. I'm going to adopt agile, and the first freaking thing everyone does. Well, not everyone, but they do is they start pulling shit out of it. Excuse my language, metacasters. I I apologize, but it's a, here's the definition of the rule. It's like playing baseball. And then you take the rule book and you take, right. and you pull out sixty percent of it because you don't like it. And then it gets labeled as well. That's agile. Yeah, that's the that's what it, when I hear that before just, you before you did one agile thing, that's your first reaction. Oh, I know. Let me pull all this stuff out. You know nothing. You are you are a you are a baby. You have experience, but you're a baby in agile. So why not trust the folks who have come before you? Right. But the first reaction, it, it's it, you know we sort of boil it down. So I think maybe that is a direction we take it. We go back to the starter kit, but maybe we're a little. I think we were adamant before, but maybe we really okay. start being prescriptive and saying, look, yet you, you know, in the beginning. So we talked about shuhari before. Yep, we have. It was it was it's towards shoe teams, and and there and before you have to earn ha. So, so I, all these organizations, I'm sure they think they're more mature than they are, but they're shoe teams. You're not, you're not, if you're not doing the basics, just be honest with yourself. Right. Admit it. Go back to the basic practices before you start complaining about what Agile is. I buy that. So that's, yeah. so that's something we can do about it. Yep. And maybe we, maybe actually we could get Richard, is, at some point we could have him in to the Metacast and have yeah. him talk about maybe... If he, I don't want to put him on the spot. Yeah, no, we have a couple of plans for some guest speakers that are out there up on our uh, schedule board. But could we pull him in? Do you think and talk I'd be about? I'm happy to ask him. Like, like, I, because I think part of it isn't. It's not just the metacast. I like the idea. There's this idea of coaching the coaches, and I think the scrum masters. I'm not trying to put this burden on them, but they they can they can play a really strong part at you know within their teams. Right. And I think product owners as well. Um, 
and, and whether you're in Scrum or whether you're in Kanban, it's the coach and it's the product side of things or the customer side of things. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we start talking to them as well from a coach the coach's point of view, right. which yeah. is sort of what Richard's thinking about. I like that. Anything else on... Did, no. we, did we stick a fork in this, do you think, Josh? I think we did. We uh, got our frustrations out. We have a plan for where we're going to go, and we're going to make so it happen. So you saw it at the conference. Out. So we, we had the, this I is got a, a feeling, right? It was I didn't walk out of it with my hair on fire like yeah. you are right now, but I, like something didn't feel right. It's like this this shouldn't be there. I felt like there were so many sessions on basics and, like, we kept repeating the basics, and those were horribly well attended. I was like, I don't understand how those basics aren't happening. Well, the other thing is, and then people aren't listening to them. So there's this weird phenomenon, right? We're, we're preaching the basics, but folks are rejecting the basics right. because they don't like the basics. And then they're, and then they're complaining about actually not working because they're not getting the results. It, there's this sort of catch-22 thing going on. It would be interesting for us to start running, in my coaching, I'm going to start looking for experiments where I can, um, and we've talked about this before, and, and this may be for the next Metacast or when we kick this off, the Scott Duncan paper. I don't know if you ever looked at that. There, it was this hard startup. There's a guy in 2007 mm -hmm. who, uh, he, uh, Scott Duncan, wrote a paper for Agile 2007, and he had a boot camp approach for starting up Agile teams where he shoved the basics down their throat, right? And he made them do everything properly, whatever that, based on his view of proper. Mm -hmm. uh, he aggravated. He did that for two or three or four sprints to start them up. That was their first experience. There was no bitching, complaining, whining, commentary. You were going to do it Scott's way. Mm -hmm. uh, the teams eventually, he not eventually. He would the teams hated him. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Right. And he had to actually leave. He after his four sprints, he extricated himself because he's like, you know, I aggravated those people, and he brought a real coach, scrum master, in. But what he left them with is they. They, they went very quickly to high performance, high results, and they knew what good agile looked like. And, they, and he forced them to do that before he started opening them up to choices, do you know what I mean? mm -hmm. and allowing that. And he had fantastic results team to team to team because they, they got high quality results. Right. Uh, it was a little heavy handed. It, you could argue uh, it's a, it was, he got a lot of flack. A lot of people threw rocks at him. But maybe we, we contrast that case study and thing because the, the toolbox, the startup kit, was intending to be something that was relatively prescriptive. Right. Right. You, you don't. You can't just take two things from the box. We highly recommend that you take all the tools from the box and start. I remember we started that way, so we can bring Scott Duncan into play. He got great results, but just no one was listening to that. No one. It didn't feel nice. It did not feel so. That does not feel agile, right? It's it's very. It's a very prescriptive startup. It's not very kind. It's not very collaborative. It's one of those things that, you know, as I look back, I had coaches that operated like that, that they had very high expectations, and anything that didn't meet those expectations, you heard about it right then, right there. Yeah. And while it may have stung and been difficult at that moment, you look back and you realize how much better it made you and how higher of a level you could perform at because you were pushed in that way. And that, that's and that's how he wrapped up his paper. I mean, the team they actually warmed up to him over time. There was still that tension between him and the team. Yeah. 
but they warmed up to him because of the results. It's like any good coach, because you're getting the results. That's the point of it. You know, if, if they were beating you up and you didn't get the results, that would be, then you wouldn't right. <laughs> appreciate it. But if they make you better and they make you a star, right. that's, that's the point of that. So maybe we can weave that into the toolbox in some way as well. Okay. And then even look for look for places to try that. I get coaching opportunities. Maybe I can mm-hmm. try to convince someone to take a very hard boot campy approach. Right. And then we could have so I could have we could have some direct results. Or we could do that at the dude. Maybe not. Okay. I I didn't say no. Yeah. As an experiment. As yeah. a, as an experiment just to see. Instead of just chatting about it, see if that really helps, and maybe put it up on a pedestal to folks. Maybe that would be a good influencing factor right. for teams out there. Cool. I've rambled too much. I need to go home and take a nap. Okay. How do we close we'll this? Do How do we close this sucker, Josh? Well, I generally talk about where people found us. Yes. Or can, can you, find us, but then I realize I'm talking to people that have already found us. So just find us on the channel you found us on before. I'll say find and found as many times as I can in the next five sentences. And I I ranted a little bit today, but it was a real-world rant. Give us feedback. uh, Send email. Reply. Agree. Disagree. Give us some ideas of what we can do to help. At the end of the day, I think we're struggling with agility. To whatever degree, we could argue about the percentages and stuff, but we are... I don't, I don't think anyone can argue with me that we're struggling out there. Uh, and the point that Josh and I, instead of whining about it, we want to do something about it. So if you have any input ideas of what we can do to affect change and improve the status quo in Agile and the results, uh, just send it to us on the Metacast. And we'll yeah, our best bets are on Twitter. Just reply to us. Send us a direct message, however you want to do that. We have comments on our homepage on every podcast so please get in the let game. us know how we can help get in the game with us if you have a team where you would want us to directly try to touch them in some way remotely or whatever 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 ideas I'm open for ideas I want I want to get it better we, we can do so much better than we are and so and much faster my god we're not accelerating the way we should be it's we're, we're just not and 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 forget even the results from a business point of view it's going to create more saint teams it's going to be more humane from a team perspective right. as well. So people are going to benefit. So I, that's that makes me more passionate or equally passionate with the business side. Cool. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, Yep. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Bye, y'all. <laughs>